Hello and welcome to Mom Save America. My name is Tina Graff. I'm Carrie Lucas. We are that podcast that is dedicated to mom templating all those things that spark controversy, create parenting channel challenges, and generally make us go, what the fuck? It inspire we do what inspires us, what impresses us, and what upsets us. Today on the podcast, we are going to just do a, another quick review of the whole goddamn Chris Rock, uh, Will Smith thing, because I've got a couple updates. I don't know if you do, too. And I want to get into the don't, get, don't Say Gay Bill, as well as critical race theory, a couple things like that. Chris Rock was in Boston last night. Yes. He performed. Did you see the TikTok? Did you see the information about it? I did. That he really didn't comment much about it at all. Which is what I thought would happen. I mean, what could he say? Did you also see the producer on Good Morning America this I morning? I did. I did. I feel so unbelievably bad for that guy. Yeah, I mean, you think about the way everybody was feeling at home. Like, wait, what happened? And it sort of took us all 12 to 14 hours to process what actually went down. Like, you have to sort of give them the same grace in in that. Mm -hmm. The only thing that annoyed me is that the Academy came out and said, we did ask Chris Rock to leave and he refused. And that annoys me because that's not really true. If you asked him to leave, there's no way to refuse. And I heard somewhere that they asked his publicist. Right. That's not asking him to leave. Well, they told his they told his publicist to go and tell them that we are requesting him to be removed from. Yeah, the, no. And, the, and what the the publicist went over there and knelt down in front of him and Jada and like, oh, guys, they're asking you to leave. And they're like, no, we're not yeah. going to leave. Yeah, it's just bullshit. The other piece of the video that I saw, which I didn't see the first time, is when Questlove got his was uh, acknowledged and said, okay, you've won the Academy Award, he gets up. Will Smith jumps up and hugs him. him. Yeah. He's unaffected. I'm so annoyed with, like, the aftermath of, like, the partying photos and the apology the next day to Chris Rock. It's so disingenuous. uh, Now the healing can begin? Yeah, no, there's no healing. What? You guys are sick. I just feel really... First of all, I'm so glad that they didn't force him to leave right because it would have made him take on this whole victim role that he's really good at taking on yes and so i'm sort of glad it actually played out the way that it did and so have you seen the footage of um jada from it's from the um audience perspective no after the slap so it's somebody sitting behind them must have been recording i don't know why because they didn't know the slap was going to happen but okay I mean, there has to be a lot of camera angles that we're not privy to because there's a million camera angles in the... Yeah, it looks like it's cell phone footage, but who knows? Okay. But he he slaps Chris Rock and then he starts to walk back to his seat. Chris Rock makes the comment of, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. And we're still kind of rolling with it like that. this is a joke. And Jada's laughing and clapping. Like, so she's like, not like... What, what are you do? doing or whatever? And she, when he sits down, she looks at him, but then looks straight back at Chris Rock. And that's when Will Smith starts to scream. She doesn't even turn her head and look at her husband. She's, She's staring straight on. At Chris, and I'm like, if my husband was screaming like a lunatic, I would at least flinch and be like, what's happening? Do you think she was like, yeah, you're I'm talking to you. We're talking to you, buddy. Yeah, I think she has a bruised ego from comments made over the years. 
And I'm sure she was in short of somewhat shock like the rest of us, but she didn't even flinch, which sort of leads me to believe that they kind of left with the intention of having some type of confrontation at some point during the night. I'm sure they didn't realize it was going to be in the middle of the award ceremony. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't even turn to look at him. And the back and forth on TikTok of was it scripted? Was Chris Rock's com you know joke scripted or not scripted? According to the producer who was on Good Morning America this morning, he said that he, it was not a scripted comment. No. Some people were saying on TikTok that that joke had been approved, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't know what the story is with that. This is not leaving anytime soon. It well, really isn't. and I'll tell you what I have been loving on my twitter feed because and i'm more guilty of this than anyone like we're obsessing over this analyzing the different angles it's all the news is talking about and i forget the person but he keeps retweeting like let's remember clarence thomas's wife is um sending text messages trying to overthrow the government come on media and let's get away from this let's get back to the real issue and not only that clarence thomas speaking of the supreme court judge katanji brown's husband sat there for hours listening to these fucking idiots on the senate disparage his wife right over and over and over again and he had to sit there and not get up and smack the shit out of them right that's the real damage that's being done right now is to that lady not freaking jada pinkin smith correct god howard said it really bad he's just like People have gone crazy. Giving Will Smith a standing ovation is like we've all gone mad. Well, the producer did sort of have a nice spin on that this morning on Good Morning America. Everybody was still in shock, and they're rewarding this person for a body of work and a moment that was extremely out of character I'm not for saying him. you couldn't have rewarded him, but you can't do it right then. It's like you've yelled at your toddler... And you're putting them in timeout, but still giving them the yeah, chocolate ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Like, wait, no, that doesn't work. Yeah. Well, and too, what is also like, you know, sometimes I feel like the politicians get their cues from Hollywood on like how to be a celebrity and how to behave. And I'm like, now are celebrities just standing up in the Senate and smacking each other when they don't like a yeah, right. comment or when they're in an argument? Or, right. Things, I mean, things could get ugly. I don't know. Can we get back to uh, Clarence Thomas's wife for a second? Was she in a cult way back when? I don't know anything about her. I don't. There is footage from her in 1989 saying that basically she's she was acknowledging that she was in a cult and that she needs healing from that cult. But yet part of her still feels indebted to these people. That, what like, was the cult? I don't know. I haven't tried it. I've tried okay. to find I- information on it. But it's a recording of her talking about her time in a cult. I'm like, what is happening? How did and why never... is he with this woman? And uh, and how did that never come out back in the day? I know. Right? I, I don't know. Like Clarence And Thomas. why is he even on the Supreme Court? Who like, knows? that's a whole nother. Yeah, who knows? All right, let's move on from, from the Chris Rock. Okay. Well, I was touched with the Boston thing. They said that, and this bothers me because, like, the producer said that he was kind of, that Chris Rock was like, no, 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 just brushing it off, like, wanted to move on with his day as a non-event. And they said he basically saved the show. Right. And then they said that um, when he came out to a stand-up in Boston, they gave him, like, a two-and-a-half-minute standing standing ovation, and he was crying. They said he was wiping away tears, which really makes you think, like, 
yeah, this was damaging to this person. How and could then I watched be? old video, like he had an interview with Howard Stern where he talks about being bullied and abused as a kid and going through years of therapy about still being therapy. beaten. And yeah, it's just demoralizing. I joined Hulu again. Okay. <laughs> I put it back yeah. on our... <laughs> we were originally going to get rid of Hulu because I was like, why do I need to spend twelve ninety nine a month yep. for Hulu without commercials? But turns out we need it. There is a lot of good shows on Hulu. Turns right out now. we need Hulu. Yeah. Amanda Seyfried plays mm-hmm. Elizabeth Holmes from the Theranos debacle that went on. Anyways, we got my daughter down to watch it and now she's fascinated by the fact that this such a smart woman went to this length and then deceived all these people. And I'm like, you got to watch Inventing Anna. These narcissistic people with maybe interesting intentions. I don't even want to say good intentions. I want to... You know what else I see it as? No patience for time and... Like, they just have an idea and they want it to come to fruition immediately. Right. That's a really good point, Carrie. We are in such an instant gratification world. And I can even say that, too. Like, freaking work on my house. I'm like, I just want this done already. Same. It's six yeah. months already. Everything. I'm like, if I get an idea, I want it completed immediately. But part of the process is part of the learning and the experience and the adventure of it all. And, I mean, right, along with those like, two women, we've all sort of lost track of that. We have. Because, okay, then when, when you've got that thing. Then what? Then, then you're on to the next thing. Yep. And you don't even appreciate what you did to get the first thing. Yep. I just want to mention on Hulu right now, besides that, my husband and I have just completed the series Life and Beth with Amy Schumer. Life and Beth? Life and Beth. So instead of Life and Death, it's Life and Beth with Amy Schumer and... um, so many great other actors on it. Michael Sarah. So like the cast the, is amazing. It's um what's the premise? I mean the long short of it is it's um how we develop and involve from a mother daughter relationship and how it can change, you know, our okay. lives. But it takes a long time to get there. Okay. And the character development in the whole series is great. It's I don't believe it's her okay. her story. Okay. Um did she but, write the story? Yes, she's okay. the writer, the producer of it, and it's great. It's, you know, about these two girls, um, two sisters, and their mother passes away, and sort of how they move forward, yeah. and there's a lot of flashbacks to childhood and everything. Funny, makes you cry. Provocative. Drama. Yeah. Ta- lovely. Really good okay. writing, really good casting. Life and Beth. Well, you didn't steer me wrong with 1883, so I'll... You're going you're gonna to have to push through the first two episodes because it's slow to start and you're not loving Amy Schumer because she's kind of depressed and not great. Okay. So. Got it. And our friend Gary Gullum. Is he uh, on it? Is in it. Very briefly. Okay. Love but he's Gary. great and you're just so happy to see him there, like, out working again. All right, why don't we, since you brought up Gary, um, let's transition into the transgender, don't say gay situation. What's that got to do with poor Gary? He's gay. Gary Gollum? Yes. No, Gary Gollum's the one who wrote The Great Depression on HBO, the stand-up special. he's gay. No! Let's look this up before we Are you sure he had a girlfriend? Sade. I'm going to look at it. Tina has outed this person. I don't know anything about What made you think this? You heard this? Yeah. Yes. I thought during his thing. During the Great Depression? Yeah. No, no. No. He's got a girlfriend. I didn't even know that. He's married to actress Sade 
Yes. Pillow. All right. So sorry. Sorry, Gary. <laughs> sorry, Not Gary. there's anything wrong You're with that. You're not gay. You were just. But I was like, why are we calling Gary a transgender? <laughs> Okay, maybe we will leave that in. I'm not sure. But anyways, I was trying to transition from Gary Gellum to the Don't Say Gay Bill. Maybe because he was like so free to just wanting to explore. He he was against toxic masculinity. Te- yeah. Yes. Right. Very said- feminine, in touch with his sensitive side. Right. Yes. Okay. As opposed to Gary Gollum, you have Ron DeSantos. Let's just talk about... It's all about getting votes. I know. It's a political... I don't think he believes or cares... About, necessarily uh, about any of it you know florida along with many other states have outlawed or you know you're not allowed to teach critical race theory mm-hmm. as well and what i find similar let's just get the de- definition of critical okay. race theory critical race theory examines how the law perpetuates continuing separation of the and the inequality of race mm-hmm. in general how laws are created to help sustain in- inequality right mm-hmm. and that Certain states in this country don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know that there are laws out there that help perpetuate certain people to do better and certain other people's mm-hmm. to do worse. Like, But why can't we just take the title of critical race theory out of history class and just teach, teach it. history? It's the thing that Florida specifically outlawed. They prohibit the instruction that says any race or sex are oppressed or privileged. Basically saying that you have to, basically they're saying we need to whitewash history. So you can't even talk about that women have been oppressed in any way. Or that... So you're not teaching about... I don't um, know what the fuck you're teaching. The if women's you're not, rights to vote uh, or any of that. It's, what could you be teaching? If or you were, slavery or the Civil War. You cannot teach... It prohibits the instruction that says... Any race or sex are oppressed or privileged. That's a law in Florida that they were taught, that they brought up as I was reading about the Don't Say Gay bill. But this is just so ridiculous so, because what's going on in like classrooms in Florida, I, they're still going. Who's going in and checking? Who's monitoring this? Who's being punished? Like. It just opens up lawsuits and... Um, but it's hard enough for teacher as, teachers as it of, is. Of course. So now they have to be in fear that a kid's going to go home and tell their stupid parent that Mr. Williams taught us about women's rights today. Or Mr. Williams said <clears throat> something about how slavery caused the Civil War. And then the dad goes into the teacher and be like, what the fuck are you doing? And then the teacher could get sued. I guess it'll, a time will show us what actually happens if anything comes of that. The thing that I don't understand is with all these like laws and everything they're passing, the kids are like walking out of the schools protesting. Like, right. And these are your voters. These are eventually. Yeah. But I mean, I'm talking high school kids. Yeah. So we're talking two, three years. Okay. So I guess it's just for his next election or something. But but the structure of Florida is changing and the people are pan the people that don't want it to change are panicking. Uh, my husband and I were sitting at a bar one night listening to a conversation. Somebody who lived there was talking in Florida. to in Florida, talking to a couple from um, New Jersey. And they were saying, oh, we just love it down here. We're, you know, going to move, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, well, that's fine. We'll welcome you, but just don't change our politics. Like, they don't realize there's a um, wave a wave of people coming into Florida. Maybe that's the reason for all of this. Maybe that's the panic. 
I don't know. It's going to be like Texas, only easier because it's not as big as Texas. And But the, here's the other thing about DeSantis that's um, sneaky and tricky is yes. that he's putting in all these laws for teachers, like don't say gay yes. and critical race theory. And he's also raised the salary of teachers to be competitive with New England teacher salaries. Okay. So there, there's a conflict there. Like my daughter, who's going to school for education, is like... No, I freaking love Ron DeSantis. He's raised the wage wage of teachers that, you know. She will love him if she gets into teach and then it's like impossible for her to say anything. Of course. He's trying to play both sides of the field. He's trying. And the thing too with the don't say gay is he's like, you know, it doesn't say that in the bill. And you've made that the bill. Let's talk about what it says. mm -hmm. The pertinent portion of the Don't Say Gay bill says classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through third grade or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with the state standards. So the idea that Fox News people are saying that if you talk about sexual orientation or gender identity you're grooming people Mm -hmm. you're grooming these kids to be predators Mm -hmm. i I don't even know how they make that connection where did their brains go well you're talking about the two extremes so they've brought it over there that that we're making turning kids gay and then you've got the other side that's saying you know that we're not allowed to talk about about any of that and i don't think that's necessarily true i think that they're saying let's just not have instruction that's what i based on sexual orientation which actually i think is kind of okay who's talking about that in kindergarten to third grade anyways i think it's more along the lines of i can talk from my own school it's that you know there's certain books that are in classrooms about, you know, your two moms or whatever. The children are free to choose those books. I guess they're saying you can't read those aloud in class. I don't know. Is a kid allowed to come in and say, I've got two moms? And when they're doing their family portrait? Of course. Why not? And the teacher can't say... And is the teacher just has to ignore that kid and be like, not going to talk to the class about, oh, yeah, Janie has two moms or and Billy why has not two just dads? say all families are shaped differently right. and leave it at that? I think that the idea of the bill was only for like salacious. Right. Whatever. When I, I think read, it's stupid. When I read that, I was like, well, who's instructing kindergarten to third grades on sexual orientation? They're not. Advice? They're not. So, and, uh, the only kind of instruction that's going on is when, you know, there is an issue at home or somebody is uh, transitioning, you know, that kind of thing. There's a social worker and guidance right. counselor that are sort of stepping in and counseling that child and everything. I guess maybe that wouldn't be allowed and that would be an outside service. I don't know. But I it's do think a also, problem that does not exist. That's my point. I feel like the bill is just to create this Drama. look at I'm, you know, sticking by our Christian beliefs or whatever, but really it's not relevant. I mean, I wish that all those people that were protesting were just out there protesting and be like sign whatever the fucking thing you want to sign. That's just not it's not going to matter one goddamn bit. In schools. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do know that there was an incident somewhere, I'm not going to speak where, but that a child changed schools because they didn't like the curriculum and what was being taught in the schools, and it was a very normal curriculum. But I, their point was, just teach math, English, science. like, And I do feel like, in those parents' defense, there isn't a lot of 
educational instruction throughout the day, there's a lot of fluff. Like, there's a lot of yes. other things going on, that which can be relevant. Like, we have social-emotional development half hour right. and how to be friends, whatever. Yes, all very valuable things, but didn't used to be part of our curriculum. And we are fully formed, capable adults that learned how to share and be kind and make friends. Well, I mean, isn't kin- that's what kindergarten's about, like socialization. Sure. And what the, I guess what DeSantos is saying in this is like, let the parents decide how they're going to socialize their kids instead sure. of schools. And, and although I don't necessarily think that there needed to be a law to put all that in place, it's kind of irrelevant. Like, I feel like it's like a talking point for everybody. Yeah, how much time is spent talking about, or maybe, like, if you're uncomfortable because your kid's going to school with a kid who's got two moms or two dads and there's a discussion about it, or a kid that's transitioning, I mean, sorry, that's your problem, number one. Yeah. And you're free to go to a different school. And also, I'm not um, informed or educated on any of these topics enough to teach, counsel. The teacher's there because they graduated an education program. They're not, they don't have the language or the skills or anything else to deal with like when a child says, I'm struggling, I think I'm gay, gay, bisexual. That, that's out of, you know, a teacher's scope anyways. And first of all, I feel like those issues come up in like middle school, not necessarily kindergarten. Well, that's why I feel like the whole bill is just silly and irrelevant. And it's just to make him look a certain way. And that's to make the liberals freak out. But I guess too, it's sort of you could say it's a slippery slope. So now we do K through three. And then what if we do three through eight, and our kids not allowed to say, you know, I'm gay or engage in a, you know, homosexual relationship in their preteen years, it sort of never needed to be addressed in the first place. All right, let's transition to something a little bit lighter, Mm -hmm. yet equally as disturbing. Okay. Pete Davidson branded himself with Kim's name. Well, he's ill. I love Pete Davidson, Uh, but he's ill. Okay, so listen. He's into self-mutilation, and he doesn't feel good about himself and everything else. I mean, that's just a form of abuse. And yet, Kim Kardashian is on the Ellen show. Yes, she thinks it's cute. She said, Ellen asks her, if, you know, so I hear Pete got a tattoo of you, and she's like, yeah, he's got a couple of cute ones. But really, what he did for me was the branding. Yeah. and Like, she's proud of it. Yeah, and Ellen's like, branding? Yeah. And she repeats, yes, he branded himself. And Ellen says, like an iron? Like, burned into his skin? Kim laughs. Yes, exactly like that. It's really very well done. What the Carrie. Well, and too, if you really want to look into like, I mean, if what? you just want to go over the top deep into the psychological, like he's, um, I mean, she's raising black children. He's a slave for her by the branding. He belongs to her in some sort of a way. I just don't think the optics are great for something like that. I just, I don't think it sends a good message. He's like, I've tried to tattoo my Ariana's name on my, and that didn't work out. I'm going full on. This is never yeah. going away. You can take a tattoo off. You cannot take burned in flesh. What do we think? Do we think this is a short-lived relationship? Of course it's a short-lived relationship. Do I don't know. And I honestly, I was feeling for Kim for a minute, for a hot fucking second with the whole Kanye thing. I was like, you know what? She's being... Yeah, stalked. Yeah, and I was, like, with Trevor Noah on his whole, like, 
two things can be the same. Like, she can be an idiot talking about how women need to work more, but still being stalked. But you know what? I have no, none, not one ounce of empathy or sympathy or whatever the fucking word you want to call it for Kim Kardashian. I want her to go. I want all of them to go away. Wow. Yes. They are the biggest problem in this fucking country. They started, Carrie. What is wrong with her on Ellen? And Ellen's like, I'm mad at Ellen, too. Ellen didn't turn to me like, Kim, what the fuck? Yeah, this is weird. That's not okay. Yeah, he's abusing his body for you. This isn't a sign of love. No, you should have been like, you don't have to do that for me. That's not what it means. Right. I don't don't have an answer for that. I'm (laughs) sorry. I don't know. It's it's very weird. Very weird. And two. Aren't we all just like collectively going, there's something wrong here. Yes. Well, and two, like I love Pete Davidson. I get the whole appeal of him and everything else. But like he is openly mentally ill, right? And not that you can't no, through medication and counseling live a successful, happy life. But if you just come from a very ill person... Meaning Kanye. Kanye. Let's give it a minute. Like, let's, like... What is up with Kim that she needs to go from one mentally ill person to another? And she needs to constantly have a man in her life. Is it a control? Right. It seemed like she had a decent dad growing up, right? Sure, but he was absent. They're divorced. He was absent. Yeah, sure. There's a lot going on back there, Tina. Let's not continue to promote this kind of stuff. Yeah, like, like, you don't want your son going out and getting a brand to show his love for somebody. Great. I, I was stunned because I don't follow it that closely. And then when I heard about it, Howard was talking about it because he was just like, the world's gone mad. Yeah. The world has gone mad. For sure. And I guess uh, Kanye's blaming Hillary Clinton on something now these days. Like Kanye's saying like Hillary. Oh, he put she puts black people in jail. Yeah, yes. she puts black people in jail yeah. and, and Kim has to get the black people out of jail. Yeah. And, well, let's not. I, I mean, mean, that's just... Hillary's just hiding away, knitting yeah, somewhere. Yeah, like, yeah. please, I don't even want to talk about Putin anymore. I know. Like, I just leave me out of things. Listen, I, I get, like, how things are funny and reality TV, and, and you can't cry that you want support because you're first emotionally abusive and narcissistic bipolar husband ex-husband is crazy and then go to another person who's branding himself and wants empathy and sympathy from the world because she's in such a bad place no no you're creating all of that lady yes creating the drama for sure did you find out any information about the woman of the year yes okay can you let me know what's so spectacular about her okay so there are i think there's like 10 or 12 women of the year She's just one of them. Oh, okay. Rachel Levine is Secretary of Health, and she is the highest-ranking openly transgender official. That's what's her claim to fame. Okay. And she's incredibly smart and doing her thing. I don't have any real issue with her. The question is, we're giving her Woman of the Year. She wasn't born a woman. Does it matter? I don't know. I don't necessarily and have any feelings I don't know why me. her being a tra- It kind of goes along with the, like, Caitlyn Jenner, Pete Freitas thing. Like, Caitlyn Jenner won Sportswoman of the Year or Sports Person of the Year the same year that Pete Freitas did the Ice Bucket Challenge, okay? And people were outraged, and as they should be, right? Um, he raised millions of dollars right. for... What did Caitlyn Jenner do? Nothing. And that was kind of the point, other than being a 
transgender, which you do you, girl. I could care less. But I don't know why that makes you spectacular. Same along the lines of this woman that is the Secretary of Health. That's amazing that throughout this person's life, they've made it to Secretary of Health. Why is the transgender piece of it relevant to the story in any way? Because what you've told me is beyond... That she's really good at her job. Right, right. I don't know what else is making her exceptional. And I think that's part of, right. like, almost the liberal side trying to, like, it's almost offensive it's in a offensive. way. Like, totally ooh, they're amazing because they're they transgender went. and they're, no, they're just a person right. like the rest of us who's, oh, they've overcome something mentally for sure. But I don't know why that's making them a spectacular I don't either. Simone Biles is on the list. Of course. Yes. I kind of feel like it's along the lines of when you say something like... Simone Biles, Rosalind Brewer, she's one of corporate America's most prominent black CEOs of a S&P 500 company. Okay. Like, these are the types of women. This woman, Kismika Corbett, she is the leading scientist for coronavirus research, the only black leading scientist from the coronavirus vaccine research. Amazing. This other woman, Heather Cox Richardson, she wrote letters on letters from America from an American she empowers marginalized groups who who says are more important than ever in political landscape all these other women who've done niche things that are amazing but we've had a secretary of health before right Kamala who's done Harris probably on the really list. good job right yeah, this is I mean I feel like it's almost offensive like oh you're you're saying I'm great because I've... But then again, what if, like, so this woman, Claudia Jones, she, her education changed this Mexican immigrant's life. Now she's trying to help other Spanish speakers. So her thing is because she's Mexican and she's doing this. So maybe the transgender piece is, like, because it's part of her maybe identity. Maybe because she's in uh, Secretary of Health, she's bringing transgender awareness and, and health legislation yeah, for I mean, that, I'm maybe. Trying, I'm trying to work through it as you're talking about it because I don't want to disparage that that's the claim to fame type of thing. But at the same breath, obviously, it's amazing that she's reached that height. But are we celebrating that she's reached that height because, because she's, she's a transgender? transgender? Versus like Kamala Harris has reached that the yeah, vice president. First female vice president. So I mean, I guess if you really want to take that side where there's been other vice presidents, what's so great that she's female vice I mean, I, I do yes. think it's great. Yes. But I'm saying I guess you could put that spin on it. Yeah. Too. So I mean I think that we just are recognizing that. Separate from the that kind of take on transgender and highlighting it versus not highlighting it, the controversy around sports and yeah. I am in agreement at this stage that if you are a boy and you transition to be a girl, I don't think you should play professional uh, sports. At, or co- collegiate. Collegiate competitive. or competitive sports. Yeah, I just I don't know enough stage. about it. I don't know if, if what sport you're doing matters and plays into it. I don't, I don't know. I don't because know. Because there's this competitive swimmer mm-hmm. who is, was a man, became a woman, and has won all kinds of awards as a swimmer in female sports. I mean, we have female and male golf tees. Like, you tee off from a different spot because genetically men are... More muscular. Stronger at hitting yeah. the ball. So there's, like, the women are given a little, I don't know, 10 Handy yards cap. up or something. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's all kinds of handicaps Handy that are put in place for men and women when they play sports together. 
So I don't I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting how this plays out over the next few years. Right. And because the group, the number can't be that huge. Here's the thing that I want to say, probably controversial. I know my kids get mad at me when I'm like, I don't understand this he, she, they, wait. I don't want to erase the gender. I don't want to erase he and she because a group of people want to be called they. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have... Okay, but no one's making you. No, but I feel like that we're in this place where you have, like, everything has to be, like, fluid and nobody can be, like, one or the other. I'm like, no, there's still one or the other. And then there is a group that want to be everything, which is fine. I don't want to erase gender to make things easier on just a few people. Like, I'm fine including everybody, but... Why do we have to now say chest feeding instead of breastfeeding? Or, like, change all these words so are that... Are we doing that? I think there's a lot of words that are changed because... I don't know why we're changing it to chest feeding. That's ridiculous. Genetic women are the only ones that can breastfeed. That's a fact, right? right? We don't have to go back and change certain words, like freshman. It doesn't have to be... You know oh, what fresh I mean? person fresh instead of... Fresh person. Or fresh woman. It's just freshman. Yeah, it's just freshman. Like, yeah. Why do we have to erase that? And I just don't know. That sort of goes along with, like, everybody's being sensitive now, which is what the right-wing Republicans keep saying. Oh, you're just all too sensitive. Nobody's feelings are getting hurt by saying freshmen. Why are we making an issue that isn't actually there? And if your feelings are hurt by that because you're undecided about what you want to be. I'm sorry that you're undecided about if you're a man or a woman or what you feel like. Like, I am... But you as a woman are not offended by the word freshman. Like, if, if if the majority of the population is like... Freshman is just a word that means the first year of something. It doesn't necessarily... We're not saying you're only men being like that. We've gotten past that. Like, well, you know, like in, in classes now, there's this sort of dialogue of, you know, good morning, students. Yes. Instead of good morning, boys and right. girls. No, we don't which, say ladies and gentlemen anymore. We say right. hello, everybody. Right. Which I guess is fine, but why do we have to eliminate ladies and gentlemen? There are, there are still ladies and gentlemen out there. I don't Listen, know. it's something I don't... I don't, I don't have enough information on or understand to even comment about. And I guess it's like, oh, we don't, uh, the, we're, the reason we're saying students is because we that includes everybody. And that's fine. And I guess if you're going into a, an event and you're like, you know, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else, I don't know. Maybe because ladies know. and gentlemen is exclusive, but you are either one or the other at any one particular time, right? I don't think so. No, you could be both. I think so. I think that's the So the if you're ladies and gentlemen, just group that one together. Like, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am both. Thank you. We had an it's incident like, on the It's not like, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and cows were ladies and gentlemen. Oh we, we had an incident on the playground the other day. It was boys against girls. Race, tag. I don't even remember what the game was. I wasn't out there. Some other people were out there. And um, one of the people yelled out, I don't know which team to go to. I'm bisexual. <laughs> Which has nothing to do with and gender in the grade. first place. Younger. Oh. But it was like, they don't even know what they're talking about. Right. And I guess, to crazily Ron DeSantis' defense, it's kind of what his point is. Like, why are we even having this kind of language yes, talked about. in school? Or, you're, I mean, you're not anything sexual right now. Yeah, you're you're eight. You, you, yeah. Exactly. And, and maybe you have certain feelings one way or the other, but... 
hopefully you're I'll young tell enough you what that is. That's what you used, to, you used to say. I'm a tomboy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play on the boy side if I'm a girl. I mean, and listen, I know this is minimizing the issue and not what kids who are transitioning or anything are going through. But like when you're little, you have a very passionate relationship with your girlfriend. Of like, course, that's your first. Love, love affair right and so i think sometimes all that language is making it confusing like am, am i a lesbian right. am i in love with this person no that's just normal development you're learning how to form really Closeness. close loving relationships with people and that first one is usually with your best girlfriend right it has nothing to do with sex I mean, and listen, we're, we, we've we've given Ron DeSantis support through this, which is really upsetting. But, it is, it, but it's kind of, I think that's kind of the point. Sometimes both sides get so far off on yes. everything. Like he's just saying, let's just let's just deal with what schools are supposed to deal with. Right. And let's let kids develop. And I know that's not what he's particularly saying. I know. Because he, he's a psycho. But I'm saying, like, let's just sort of stick to what. K through three was supposed to be right because it doesn't have to be a label at that point. Like you're just playing, you're having kids. some feelings, yes. and that's fine. But, but I do think that the kids who are struggling with the transitional issue, it's way more than that. Of it's, course it is, and I'm yeah. not demean, demean, yeah. demeaning that. But I also am thinking like let them be, let them act however they want to right. act. If they, well, that's sort of what I think they're saying by the. Good morning, students. Yes. Or good morning, everybody. Like, let's be inclusive. But I don't I know that anyone ever point. felt excluded by those comments right, of because it good morning, saying. boys and girls. Was there somebody that was like, they're not talking to me? It doesn't include me? I don't think so. Right, because they would have had to have processed that I'm not either a boy or a girl. What they're processing is, I don't know if I'm a boy or a girl. So they're not being yes, excluded. Some kids are just fluid, are both. Okay, but both, but they're including both. Boys and girls. Tina, I cannot answer this question All right, I, for I'm you. Just, it's, a, it's a debate that will go on, and I just don't think that we should. I also feel like we're entering an age bracket now where we are almost not incapable. No, no. But it's really hard for us to understand and, and grasp the nuances of all of this. I get that because I get yelled at by my kids on yeah. a regular basis. I'm not saying it's not okay to be that. I am also just saying, like, you can't say one thing and then exclude or not include just boys and girls. What if I want to be called a lady? Yes. What if I identify as that? What if I like that term? I can be called that, right? Right. Yeah. Or I want to be inclusive. I think that that's the best way to be. But you're still a human being. And I just think, too, sometimes the rules get so rigid with all of that. You're saying changing the language and the inclusivity. I just don't know why it's actually necessary. Who was actually upset or offended or marginalized by some of these terms? And here's the thing. Maybe maybe the language is the first step because they're trying to change behaviors because maybe kids are still getting bullied. And if we start to change the language, which I don't necessarily think is going to help because I think it starts in the home and you're taught to be inclusive. You're taught to embrace everybody in your house Mm -hmm. versus being like, oh, if you're gay, that's against our religion or whatever the case may be. And then you go to school and you bully a gay kid for it. The idea from the left is that you want no, you don't want anybody to feel marginalized and you want everybody to feel included. But that's a behavior that you're trying to change. Language, I don't necessarily is 
listen, you can change the words all you want. If people are going to be douchebags, people are going to be douchebags. Yeah. yeah. All right. With that, I got to end because I'm like all fired up. Thank you so <laughs> much for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll be off next week, but we'll catch you back uh, after that. Thanks so much, everybody. Again, check out our website, momsaveamerica.com, for any updates. And we're out of here. Bye, Hold on, everybody. Check out www.mysidesheet.com. New business. New business. We might start getting sponsorship. We can be sponsored by MySideSheet. MySideSheet. We will include that on uh, the Mom Save America website. Yeah. Check it out. (laughs) MySideSheet. We're out of here. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening.